Spicy Lady Talks, a podcast that not only brings Black creatives diversity representation into the conversation, but it also speaks on topics that aren't always talked about on the any Twitters. We believe that by making things softer, they become harder to break than diamonds. Welcome to the Passion fam. I don't think I was going to find another stand who is also like a woman too at that, like yeah. an anime like me. Who seriously will will die for Jojo? It's your girl, the Spicy Lady herself, and welcome back to the Spicy Lady Talks podcast. And today, I have with me a very spicy lady. I have Shama Sonnery Axe. What's up? Hi, guys. How are you? Yay, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here because, like, y'all, she is another spicy lady because she is another JoJo fan. You already know we we love JoJo over here. So I was like, she's a spicy lady fan. Yes. Yes, yes, Giorno, live. Yes, listen. <laughs> oh, she got the hat. She got the Cujo hat. Yes, yes, girl. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> huh, so, huh. girl, we, we this going to be nothing but, oh, she got the, fi- oh, she not done yet. She, I'm sorry. She not done. Okay. She, she, she's still going. She's still going. <laughs> Period. Right, so, I just got the t-shirt. That's all I got. You know, I'm still working on my JoJo merch, but she she got the corner ready. She she good. So, girl, we gotta. So, guys, today's um podcast is titled "Who's the best? Who's best JoJo and why is it Jolene?" I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. I I know it's, I so it is um who's best JoJo and we will be talking about the JoJo Bizarre Adventures um series obviously but my girl just finished part six so we will be really talking about Jolene um and then I have other questions I'm gonna ask you about the previous seasons and basically we'll be breaking down part six from its entirety from characters mm-hmm. and you know just me asking questions like that and then I got some other fun questions we're gonna ask and of course the final question will be like who's best JoJo you know everybody <laughs> everybody has their own opinion. You know, we're going we to be a little spicy that one. All right, so <laughs> before we get started, guys, you already know the Spicy Lady News Report. First, I um, really want to give a second to um, really, like, give a memorial to Charlie Bozeman. Um, the news really mm. devastated everyone, especially me. Um, but um the black panther comics will be available for free digitally on comicsology for those who don't know um then every black panther comic ever made free digitally download so please i beg you go read the comics please they're they're really good especially the um newer ones i just got like three uh volumes it's funny like before i even find out that um he passed away i just like i need some black panther comics in my life but yeah Mm -hmm. um 
it really, really sad. He really paved the way for black actors and creatives. And he, this man really was amazing with the acting. Like he was only 43, like a year younger than my mother. So this man was amazing. Um, yeah. Rise of Heroes season two will be returning in 2021. Um, I have not watched Season one, I watched like five episodes season one. It kind of fell off, but um, people were saying season two about to be fire, so I may have to binge that. Um, Shenmue, um, the video game will be making into a TV anime adaptation. That is very interesting. I remember when they came out with the uh, renditioned game a few, a year or two ago. Um, basically, it will be um, produced by Adult Swim and Crunchyroll. Um, the anime will have 13 episodes, and it will be animated by Telecom Animation Film, directed by Chikara Sakurai, and Shemu creator and game designer Yu Suzaki as executive producer. So that'll be interesting. Next, Dr. Stone, Stone War Season 2 returns in January 2021. Very excited. Very excited for this series. Um, some Crunchyroll originals, Onyx Equinox premieres on Crunchyroll November 21st. This is, um, I believe, it's like the the Mayan civilization. If I'm not, if I'm not correct, please, please let me know. Please correct me, guys. But basically, color folks, I'm excited. So you know, it looks interesting. No Belize premieres on Crunchyroll October 5th, which is another one I'm actually interested in. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen premieres October 2nd. We got a date, guys. Super excited for this one. And lastly, Marvel's Avengers game reviews um, came out. The game came out a few days ago. They're kind of average, but I'm kind of interested to see how the game plays. Um, and that's the end of today's Bicycle Lady News Report. So today, girl, we're going to get into um, some current binges. I like to ask guests, like, what are you binging? It could be anime, comics, TV shows, whatever you name it. Just which, what have you been watching? Okay, so I've been watching Made in Abyss because I've heard so many great things about it. Um, so I'm pretty much almost done with it. Uh, I just got to watch episode 12, and the last one is episode 13. Um, I love it because it, it, how can I say this? Um, I guess the journey is what makes me so drawn into the story and why I keep watching it. Like, I really want to find out, like, if the chick, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name at the freaking moment, the little girl. I want her to find her damn mom, Liza, like, you know, and and, and to find out so many secrets, like, I, I don't know if this is a, ah, I don't want to spoil it for people, but pretty much the little chick, she, there's a reason why she's so drawn to the abyss. And I'm not gonna get into it, but I when they sh when they revealed that reason, I was like, oh my god, it makes more sense. But I think even if that wasn't the reason for why she was drawn into the abyss, I still think she was gonna be drawn into it anyway because she's just like a very um, go getter person, and she's just always so curious. Her curiosity knows no bounds, and she's always willing to learn new shit about the world. Like she's very knowledgeable for her age right now, and I think she's like 12 or 10 years old right now. Um, she knows about like boys' body parts and stuff. Like, like her partner Reg that she's with. Like when she brought him up to the surface or whatever. Well, actually, because he saved her. Anyways, the point is, yeah, she was like examining his body and stuff, making sure like he good money, whatever. And yeah, she wrote out a whole diagram of him, blah blah blah. And she was telling her friends, she was like, yeah, oh, he's like a robot, but like his penis is his penis is real. Like what the? F it's like his penis is not robotic. And I'm like, 
bitch, like, should you know this? Should you know? So what else do you know about the sexual organs, bitch? Like, do you want to get pregnant? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she knows that far into, into, you know, sexuality stuff, but overall, it's a really great series, though, and I love it. I just love it. And apparently, season two is going to be coming out, I believe, next year, because the trailer came out for it earlier this year, and um, I just watched it before I got spoken with you, and I was like, okay. Okay, this is gonna be lit. Cause I'm like, yeah, like, bro, we need a season two. Cause I know, damn, I know for a fact, like, the way where the story is at now, episode 12, and then going to episode 13, I was like, yeah, she's not gonna find her mom just yet. Bro, they still gotta leave the fifth layer or wherever you're <laughs> at right now. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's mainly the only anime I'm binging right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That was such a long-ass explanation. No, girl, you're fine. I haven't watched the series yet, but I've heard, like, it gets really, really, like, 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 in the feels, like, like. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've seen, like, pictures of, you know, some spoilers from me. So I'm like, I'm going to have to sit and watch. Um, but, um, well, have you been binging anything else? Or just, that's the only one you've been watching lately? Or? Um, so I've been trying to binge other series too, but it's because I do YouTube, like I, I react mm-hmm. to other shows for YouTube and shit. So it kind of like intervenes with my binging schedule. But, um, if you do want to know, I am currently reacting to you, you have to show and I'm enjoying it. Yes, um, you gay. He's gay. Yeah. Like- you gay. <laughs> I took so long to watch you, you have to show, you know, growing up, you know, we're nineties babies. All right. Mm-hmm. And growing up, you know, I was obviously seen on Toonami, but you know, when I was seven, eight, nine years old, I would I would watch it out of context. It's the same thing with Cowboy yeah. Bebop when it came on Adult Swim in two thousand and one. I was like nine, ten years old. Okay, cool. I'm reacting to Cowboy Bebop as well, but I've I've been a little slow on my reactions to that because right now where where I'm at, I think I'm on episode ten. I I don't know. I'm just like. When is it gonna get exciting and like crazy and good and whatever? And that's the thing with Cowboy Bebop. It, it's it's an aesthetic anime, but it, it's very progressive for what it talks about. But mm. like the episodes tend to not really follow a plot. It, it it does with some of the characters, mainly Spike, but everyone else kind of it's just kind of like different episodes and then in the end it kind of concludes that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to spoil it for you but mm-hmm. um the episodes in between they they kind of blend in a little bit there's there's it's, it's still a great series that's why i'm like it's an aesthetically pleasing series for what it is but um yeah that's why you kind of like you know be like all right we want to see some more fighting or whatever and it's kind of yeah. just like you know lifestyle stuff mm-hmm. um but, yeah, I'm I'm glad you mentioned those things about Cowboy Bebop. That's actually what I enjoy about it. I'm I'm not downgrading this series at all. I really do like it, especially now that I'm older. Like obviously I understand what the hell is going on now. Um but I was just like, you know what, Cowboy Bebop, I'm gonna get back to you a little bit because I'm enjoying it. You you have to show right now. It's yeah. it's constantly amazing and addicting. You you just wanna keep binging. And I think you have to show is easily one of the easy like wordy binge series that's yes. worth it to watch totally it, like i'm telling you if i was not reacting to this shit girl let me tell you i would have been done by now it probably I, no i binged it uh like a summer or two ago and it was like the best binge i've ever been like it, it's a it's a great series like i, I love you Hakusho, yusuke 
I I love sassy male characters, mainly why I love JoJo because they're all sassy male characters. So <laughs> and um insane Seiya, but I Yusuke is just like everything he says, I'm just like same. Like <laughs> it's like he doesn't care. He's he's like, I don't care if he's if he's a if it's a woman or a baby, I'll still beat her ass. I'm like, that's that's a model live by, period. Like it, he don't he don't care. Like He's for everybody, mm-hmm. and I, I, I really do. And the fact that he was voiced by the same voice actor who voices Kirishima, I'm just like two polar opposite characters, like this real hood behind character Yusuke, and then he voices sweet good boy um, Kirishima, my hero. I'm just like that. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's range. That's range right there. Um, oh yeah. yeah. I think his name is Justin Cook. Justin, yeah, yeah. And I think he even like helped produce. Uh, Yu Hakusho, like this man was like very involved in Yu Hakusho. So, oh yeah. And Christopher Sabe plays Kurabara, so I was I was like w- I can't even hear Christopher Sabe. And I'm like I mean, girl, yes, girl. girl. Today, like someone wrote that in a comment on one of my Yu Yu Hakusho videos. Oh, random, but by the way, before we even I linked up with you on Discord, I was I was fresh off of reactors episode fourteen and fifteen because I'm doing my reactions by doubles. So like yeah, like. I was trying to upload the video up to Patreon. That's why I was like, oh, I'm waiting for a video to export. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's so it's so freaking good, girl. Like, yo, Yusuke is that boy. And and, and Kurama, I really love it. Kurama is bae. He's bae. Like, just now he hypnotized oh. me with that freaking rose attack, whatever he brought out. The oh, yes. And I was like, is this supposed to happen to me? Was I supposed to fall in love with him just that moment? Because why did that happen? Like, he is hot, and he's a GOAT, too. I really fuck heavy with him, yo. Oh, Once my God. you get further in the series, my my little my little best boy is, um, he's, he has an Irish accent, and then he's during the, um, I forgot his name, but he, he, he basically looks like Yusuke, but he has red hair, and he has an Irish accent. He's so cute. I love him. Um, he definitely meets Yusuke's energy, but I, that's, that's my best, my baby. Um. But yeah, so I've been binging, um, obviously the current anime series. Um, but I started, I picked up *Miss of the Demon King* because they announced the dub cast, and the series is good. I, like episode one, I was like, "Yes, girl, episode one blew it out the water for me, girl." What yes. my, my bestie July, she put me on. She was like, "Oh, Shannon, like so." Me and her, we we got a thing. Like we we've been claiming husbands for a long time in anime since we met in high school. So she was like, oh, oh, bitch, before you even watch this, just let you know the main character is mine. He's mine. That's it. I was like, okay, you can have him. By the time I was done watching episode one, I was like, fuck, why didn't I watch this? Why right. Because he is hot and he is fire. So I was waiting on, um, I, I just did a poll on Patreon and it's over by the end of September. But I put that on the list of like, oh, one of the next series I should react to for YouTube. And so far, that series is winning the poll. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, I know this is a banger then. Cause I have not watched this since episode one, but I know it's a banger. Yeah, it's 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 good. I I, I was even debating on reacting to it because I was like, did this, like I I tweeted it on my Twitter and I was like, yo, this I'm like, I gotta start a thread for something. I don't know, but I this this series lit. Um I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! again and rewatching the series uh, because my friend, shout out to Poppy Longleg, she was watching Yu-Gi-Oh! So I was like, let me rewatch the series. It's been a while. And I'm like, wow, Kaiba is a sassy dude. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I knew he was sassy, but dang, from day one, he was sassy. 
Um, then I, I was watching High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz because the show got canceled. And so I was like, mm. oh, let me watch it. And it's a good series. It's a remake from the um, 2000 movie with, mm-hmm. um, I forgot his name, but Jack Black's in it. And um, obviously um, Lisa Bonet was in it. And um, it's interesting because Zoe Kravitz's character is a gender banner. It was a male main character in the movie. In this series, it's, you know, a woman character. So I really like that difference, you know, and the series is great. I'm sad I only got one season, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, Sister, Sister, I've been binging Sister, Sister. I love that show when I was a kid, and the show still h- holds up. Um, and Altered Carbon and Hollywood. I just finished Hollywood, and that show mm-hmm. made your girl cry. <laughs> <laughs> that show is, it's so well written, and mm. it's, it's, it gives you that like twenties, no, they're in six, like fifties, sixties aesthetic of movies mm-hmm. mixed with like current movies and you know background and um, topics because unless you know like nothing's really changed, it's just different you know mindsets and people like you know during that time period. But the black characters are great. Like I, I. I was the last episode made me cry. That's what I'm gonna say. I don't want to spoil anything, but I highly recommend to go watch Hollywood on Netflix. It's a good series, guys. I was just about to ask you, where do I find this at? Yes, okay. on Netflix. Yes, it's 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 really great. I it, girl, yes, girl. I watch list right now. You think I'm joking? Watch like, that shit when we get off. Yes, period. <laughs> All right. Oh. So before we get started into JoJo, I wanted to ask you some questions so people know, you know, a little bit about you. Um, my first question is, um, how did you first get into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> where do I begin? Where do I begin? I don't know where to begin. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, so I'll try to make this short, but I know it's not going to be short. Uh, I really try my best. So years ago, seeing it on Adult Swim, you know, I'll be like, what is this? This looks so childish, you know? I, I never, I was always watching it out of context. And I always just thought it was just dub. I was like, yeah, this is not appealing to me. Click, change the channel, right? Okay, cool. So fast forward, maybe six plus years later, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing YouTube. I'm a content creator now. I created my YouTube channel in July of 2018. I don't know why I was going to say 2008. Wow, Shannon, get your freaking life together. Like, what the hell? I mean, I was still on YouTube. I mean, and YouTube. We was on YouTube back then, too just not as content creators, but, you know, we were, you know, we was users and stuff. Anyways, so, yeah, so I was like, you know, I I noticed that JoJo was a popping-ass series on YouTube that content creators kept on reacting to, and it was getting a lot of views and a lot of subs, you know, everywhere, but no matter who reacts to it, y'all was getting that, those views up. So I was like, you know, you know what, let me check it out. Um... Because I, I'm not going to front. I'm going to be real. I mean, I feel like I think all content creators, you know, especially in the anime reaction community on YouTube, we react to these shows not just because, oh, we want to check it out and stuff, but it's also mainly to draw in more viewers and raise our sub count. It, it, I'm, I'm being real. It's, it's just what it is, right? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, you know, me. So I started to watch part one through three on my own time. And um, and then that's when I decided, I was like, okay, I'll start part four on my channel and so forth. Okay, cool. But I decided to wait until 
I reacted to the last four episodes of part three on my channel and then went into part four. And, um, part, and the part three was lit. <laughs> it was so lit. You know what's so fucking annoying? You know what's so crazy is that JoJo has this thing on you where you don't know what the hell it does to you. It's just the bizarreness. Yes. And, and it's so aesthetically appealing. And and the characters' stories, the background, what they go through, especially the JoJo's, and just moving forward, I, I think that's one of the main things that I love about the JoJo series. And I didn't expect to be uh, an addict uh, by by the time I was done with part three. I was like, what the hell? Like, I need more. Like, ever since part one, it always draw you in. And you know, at the end of the episode, it has that to be continued hour. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, you know what? You yes. need to continue this. Because, uh, yeah, like... No, it, literally, when... I remember when Adult Swim was playing part one, and I was mm -hmm. like, this is when I had insomnia, because I, I was working a job at a time where I worked nights, so I will just be up, you know, every day, you know, watching Adult Swim, because it was, you know, that was on during the time. And they're playing JoJo part one, I was like, this is weird. This is different. I like it. You know, it is something... I like craziness, but then I was like, this is too bizarre. So, like, I took a break, <laughs> but then I got back into watching it, and I, like, Part two and part two, I like binge completely. I was like, oh, I'm hooked. And at the time, part three hadn't came out yet. Well, they only had the like the '94 part three, <laughs> like the yeah. So I watched that and I was like, this is terrible. But I mean, I, I'm I'm addicted. And it's funny because I was on like episode like five of that series, and then Adult Swim was like. Part three coming to the. I was like, yes, thank God, because this animation was not it. And ever since then, I was consistently hooked. Um, I took a break from school, but then I binged part three, and then I binged part four in college, and then I got up to part five because when they announced part five, people lost their goddamn minds, and I was like, I want to be in the know. So like, I binged, and I was like. This is why I love the series again. Like it's just I'm I feel so fulfilled. Like, yes, like <laughs> uh, yeah, oh my god, you feel so fulfilled and so uh so worth it because especially when you're finally done with all five parts, you know, in the anime, and you're like, wow, that was a journey that yes. I'm gonna continue for the rest of my entire life. Like, yes. you know, it's like in the goodness, the richness of JoJo, it, it just never ends. And I'm so happy, like, you you are a diehard fan of the series for the rest of your entire life. Yes, uh, I don't girl. know if it has that effect on you, yo. And, and I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, I, I just wish I didn't sleep on it back then as I, you know, because I, I you know, I would have been a huge, a long time stand. But I think it doesn't matter your journey on when you start JoJo as long as you start it. Yeah. And you love it. Yeah. So, oh, means continue to support it and watch that shit. The fuck? Just because you watched JoJo when it first came out in 2012 on Adult Swim, whatever, does not make you any better than someone exactly. who's just not watching it in 2020 and trying to, like, no, fam, like, yo, once, listen, us people, us as a JoJo cult, because we are a cult, to draw people in to our cult and make them stay there. Yes. Right? And it works. And I'm so happy every time when a JoJo fan is converted, I'll be like, family, come here. You can never. We're not toxic. We're, we be chilling, you know, we be listening to, you know, you know, David Bowie, what have you, you know, all of that, ACDC. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so my next question for you is, um, 
What made you want to start your reaction channel, Shamasan Reacts? Oh, okay. So, you know, it was like, this was fresh off of like my, damn, how old am I? I'm 29. Okay, yeah, I'm so 29. Girl, you look so, young. You lying. You was not that. I, no, I am. No one believes me. But it's okay. You ain't no black don't crack. All right? It don't. It don't. It don't. <laughs> so... You know, so I, I think I was fresh off of my, um, it was my 27th birthday. I remember this was 20, 2018. This was June of 2018. I turned 27. Uh, I was fresh off of like a breakup too. Like my ex just broke up with me like a week after my birthday, whatever, right? But I was like, you know what? Nah, this is for the best. Like I actually felt happy that we broke up, but I was still hurt. But that's for another story. And, you know, between that broke that breakup till july i think i started my channel on july 6th or july 8th of 2018 i was just like i'm tired of working for these jobs like in, in general like you know and i'm not fully happy and i want to do what i'm really passionate about which is anime and manga and so um you know over the years i watched certain reaction channels that have inspired me to want to start my own like um and some of those were like some music um anime sorry some music reaction channels like um uh triple x young lord triple x and um the law twins um and then as for anime reactors i will watch uh your boy roshi mm -hmm. and um who else and a few others so you know just over the years i was just like you know what i and it's funny because at the, at that time watching youtube and all that, watching them, I was never in my head saying, oh, I got to start a YouTube channel. They, they look so, no, like it, it really just came out of the blue. I was like, you know what? No, I really feel like YouTube is an easy platform to start my content creation on and showcase my love for manga and anime mm -hmm. on here. And since then, yeah, I it's, it's just blown up. I, I didn't expect to get as much love and all of that. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, I'm almost at 7K subs. I mean, yes, but at the end of the day, I, I'm doing my thing while like trying to balance my own like things that's going on in my personal life. I feel like honestly, I knew I know I could I could have been at 10k subs right now had I not been going through what I'm going through right now with like just trying to get my life together, trying to get a better job, trying to keep a roof over my head, stuff like that. But I realized it's really not about the amount of subs you get. It's really just the journey, what yeah. what it took to get there. You know, and I, I was always in a rush to be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it was 10K subs, you know, neglecting my own self-worth and my mental health and my spiritual health. Like earlier this year, I had a rough year. I was depressed. Like, and yeah. it's funny because I don't know how YouTube, me reacting to videos kind of made me depressed. Like you would think like I am happy when I do it. But at the same time, I was really depressed because I was not spending enough alone time with myself spiritually yeah. and mentally. And I was like, that's exactly why you're unhappy. So I had to take a break for like a little bit, almost a month. And it hurt me because I, I, I love my fans so much. Uh, it's ridiculously crazy. And I, I just didn't want to be away for that long, but my, you know, my patrons understood, they stood where I'm coming from. At the end of the day, we're human. And yeah. I, we really need to seriously take better care of our mental health and you know because as content creators we also suffer from um content burnout like we really suffer yes. from that and 
you know, it sucks, but like we do need a break. And so I, I realized I was like, Shannon, you can't keep going like you're a machine. Like you're yeah. not a machine, Shannon. Like you're human. As much as I go to front, I was falling for the I was falling for the sauce, like the numbers, the sub count going up, yeah. the views going up on my videos, the likes, the comments. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing my thing. Let me and it's like, no, Shannon, you can't do that. That was that's real. That's real because I feel like a lot of content creators they don't really talk about that aspect of it because you know um, there's a lot of people who who do that and it shows in our content. But even in our Mm -hmm. content, that's real. You know, we're humans. Of course, it's going to get to us, but we also know how to come back and you know and realize all right, let's you know take a break. There's some people who literally like don't stop and that's their whole identity. So I love how you admitted that and also the whole mental health. issue because um i i recently came off from a um mental health um thing because last month i wasn't you know i felt like i wasn't um i was falling behind on my reaction videos with fire force and you know got up high school i was moving like you know but i was in a space where i felt like i I couldn't make anything and i didn't want to force it because i didn't want to taint my you know my creation stuff with me wanting to be like, you know, to keep posting. Cause if it's not quality content, no one's going to watch it or, you know, like it. So I took a break, you know, and really like gathered myself. And then I was like, all right, I got to come back real just myself. And that's where my, um, I did a um, podcast on heroes and villains who struggle with mental health. And mm-hmm. it, that, that, that podcast was just me like, coming off and just being spilling out everything and telling my story about, you know, my battle with mental health, well, current, current battle with mental health. And, you know, I was like from a kid to now and how I relate to the characters that I picked. And, you know, I got a tweet. Someone's like, this is a really dope podcast episode. I was like, I really wasn't for anything. I literally was just like, I just gave it off. So I, the fact that someone you know, comment said it was good. It it really helped me out, even though it was a release for me. But the fact that like someone related to it, I was like, thank God, because it, it's important to that you take a break because we're in this go getter lifestyle, especially with nowadays are like 18, 16 year olds are becoming like multimillionaires. So it, it's hard to feel like you're left behind when really it's like, no, it's okay. Like you're 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 21, you're 20, you're 25. And like your 20s are meant for you to, you know, make mistakes and, and try new things. Like, you're not supposed to have everything set already. And, you know, it's... Right. That's what it is. Especially as blog content creators. Like, we we go through, like, twice the, the oh, uh, right. you know, the, twice the trauma Ooh. and you know, the expectations of ourselves. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I 100% relate. Um, but uh, my next question for you is... Um, what are some words of advice you could give to someone who wants to start their own YouTube channel? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I would I would just say know what you're in it for. I think that's that's my main advice I could give you. You know, I I think if you're really in it for just the money or whatever, because trust me, it's gonna take quite some time for you to see that bread stacking up on YouTube. Yeah. Let's be real. Like I'm son, like I'm I'm only I'm almost at 7k subs and but my my um my monthly revenue right now is only at about around $80 a month. I'm not even lying. Like I will I will show you the facts. I will show you the receipts, but you feel me? So like you feel me? Like so just 
go into it knowing what you're trying to do and and why you want to do it. I I kind of feel like I can relate to it. Um, you know, I'm vegan, so like a lot of people will ask me like, "Oh my God, why did you go vegan? Like, what made you do it? Like, what what is the best advice that you could give someone who's trying to transition into wanting to go vegan?" And I would tell them, I'm like, "Look, start off slow. Know what kind of meats you don't like to eat as much." And now, you know, narrow, just narrow down the meats, whatever, you know, you don't eat as much. And then you start off with that and you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, but so if you know, oh, I never really fuck with pork or beef like that. That's great. You're, you're off to an amazing start. Now yeah. you got to go ahead and transition and be like, okay, I know I need to stop eating chicken less. I need to stop drinking less of this or eating less of that. And it, slowly but surely it would just, it would just come as you go. Um, now don't get it twisted. Like, there, there will be some fuck ups, trust and believe, because that had happened to me, even with YouTube as a content creator, you know, where there are times where you just feel like giving up and you're like, yo, this ain't worth it. Like, I'm not seeing the results like, blah, blah, blah. but it, it, yo, the results matter, but it doesn't matter as much as you think it do. Like, just yeah. really focus on your mental health, always first and, and foremost. And and as much as you see those numbers rising and stuff, please do not fall into that. Yeah one-way path of oh my god I gotta be a robot now because no that's when you're gonna go downhill and then you're wondering why oh my god why I'm not happy so that's my best advice (laughs) period Um, period 100% agree all right so we're gonna get into Jojo Jojo part um sixth on ocean basically we'll be breaking down the series into I have five parts here um just talking about the whole aesthetic of the whole series so um number one Bidding the setting. Um, I felt like the setting was very interesting that Iraqi chose since a lot of it was in like um, London, New York, you know, Italy, Italy, you know, just all these culturally driven areas and then Florida, but Port Port St. Lucie to be specific. Mm -hmm. Um, Mainly because I live in Florida. So I was like, hey, like I I can relate. Um, (laughs) Um. what did you? What were your thoughts on the on the setting wise in Florida and um the whole you know just the whole the whole aesthetic of it? Just like what was your thoughts on that? Like, cause I feel like that was important to the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it kind of I, I I can't say it surprised me that it was in Florida. Um, low key, long story short, but not really. People were already like spoiling stuff for me when I was reacting to part four and part five on stuff that's happening in part six. I know, right? Go figure out. Right. And so people were saying, oh, you know, part six takes place in Florida. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's not too much. Of this. Okay, at least I know the setting. Regardless though, I think whether or not I knew the setting beforehand, um, I am glad it took place in America. Um, funny because I know part seven takes place in a freaking America. I know it takes place across like the United States, okay. Um, but going back to part six, the aesthetic and the appeal of it, I thought it was pretty dope. Um, I think Araki never ceases to amaze me. I think he's really knowledgeable and he always gets his facts straight. Yes. And that's what I like about all the previous parts. Like he will do this thorough research. Yes. Like, there was a lot of things that I did not know that Florida was like weird like that, you know? I'm, I'm not trying to like diss you. I'm not, but you know, the, no, I'm not. I'm from Pennsylvania. I just live in Florida, and bizarre shit happens here all the time. So oh, he was okay, good. 
he was spot on with all, everything he said. I was like, yep, yep, yep. Sounds yeah, about right. Yeah. Yep. Even like the aquatic life and like the ecosystems here in Florida. Well, but and in Port St. Lucie, not area specifically. Um, very true. Very, very. A lot of animals out there. A lot of you know ecosystems wow. and like swamps. So I feel like what I love about Rocky is he he immerses himself into all these cult- cultures. While also um, um, having in Japanese culture too, kind of like what we Americans do with hip hop and anime at times. So, and he he is a teacher. He's a professor. Like I learned so much stuff in Part Six that I've learned I haven't learned in any of my chemistry honors or biology classes. Like I freaking passed biology with a C, but I felt like I had a PhD after reading Part Six because he explained everything so creatively to where I was like, wow, this is like interesting i want to research this shit like this is cool like you know and and also like incorporate some like the stands i was like this is really cool like especially what yeah. For it. yeah oh my god girl oh my god <laughs> we'll get to it later <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna get to that later but uh, that, that's one of the main re- that's one of the main things i loved about part six like i really love how on point he was with the scenery you know only been to florida a few times um and Nonetheless, I think Araki is just a master at his craft and what yeah. he does when it comes to getting the geological, mm. sorry, geo, geographical features, right? The regions, what happened in this region in the past? Why, why is it relatable to what's happening in the story now at this moment, point, whatever, you know? Like, there was a lot of things I didn't know. Like you said, like Araki be giving us history lessons or chemistry lessons. Yes, chem- lessons. You know? Yeah, yeah I, and I feel like, I, A, I feel like he goes to these places and he stays there and he immerses mm-hmm. them closer because looking from when they left, because they went from Port St. Lucie to Orlando and you could tell because there's a shift from that because first of all, Disney is out in Kissimmee. It's not Orlando at all. People think it's Orlando. It's not. It's out in Kissimmee. That's, that's the Hicks over there. I'm sorry. But it's out oh. in like all that land by itself. And mm. those small towns and ports in that area look like that and and from what he draw. So mm. seeing that and seeing seeing that in the, in the city, I'm like, yeah, like that's like down the street, bro. I could go to these areas where, you know, even like the random like um gas station areas, like those are like real like stop places. Like, and mm. I really I'm like, this man has to be here in Florida, because there's no way he could just Google search these areas and like draw. Like he had to be there to look at it to fully get the whole scenery of it, even the swamp. So I I really feel like he he does that because he, and he he immerses up into it. And it's 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 something that you don't see. You see anime, but not as much as this. And on a top of pop culture references, we're going to get into later. But um, mm-hmm. the fact that it was in 2011, like that's current. Normally with JoJo, it's back in like. From like 1800s to like, I know part five was like in the 90s. So for this to be in 2011, like it's mm-hmm. very current. All the pop culture references are current. Like it's current mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. I I felt like I was part of this series when reading it. Because normally the other ones, it's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're for the journey. But I felt like I was part of the series because it was current time. And a lot of stuff that he mm-hmm. said was current. So I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it. And plus, I live in Florida. I hate Florida. But seeing that Jolene's a bad bitch, she's from Florida. I was like, yes, period. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. That is funny. That is hilarious for you to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I love Florida even more because Jolene is that bitch. Like, and she's from Florida. That is funny. Right? But yeah. I agree. I agree. 
That's so next, we're going to get to the pop culture pop culture and real war bizarre references and the plot of the series. I really mm. felt, even though the plot was very simple and then like, you know, she was wrongly convicted and she went to jail. And most of it was her in jail and she had to save her father's disc. That sounds crazy, but that's, that's basically the plot. But what made up the whole plot was the fact that the pop culture references um, really added to the progression of the plot, whether... It's like a small detail or not. I, I, she references a lot of Tom Cruise, you know, in a series because I guess she has a crush. Jolene has a crush Tom Cruise, and like the the setting air again about the setting, like um a lot of the what happened in Florida because Iraqi likes to explain the history of the setting that these characters are in. So having that mm-hmm. part of the plot, you know, with the different arcs, it really helped progress it. So um, I guess what was your favorite? Um, from from stance and character names and you know Florida bizarre history because Florida do be having some crazy history. Like I swear, I, <laughs> like the frogs. That yes, that happened. Girl, that, that's what I was gonna bring up earlier too. I was like, girl, it's the frogs for me. The frogs for me, bitch. Like what? Like I'm like, is that really? Did that really happen? I was asking my fans on because you know I'm doing these live streams on YouTube, so you know people are writing in the live chat in real time. So I'm asking them, I was like, guys, like, did this really happen? Is this true? They was like, oh, yeah, Shamasan, it is. Like, no, real shit. Florida be crazy. Oh, Florida is wild. Like, Floridians are wild as hell. Like, yeah. He was like, and they still don't know why shit like that happened. Like, why did the frogs happen? That's weird as hell. So I, w- I would say that weird me out. But I was intrigued by it. I was intrigued. And I was like, you know what? I can't complain because, uh, you know... I- like it, it went with whatever reports fucking a village. Yes, yes, yes. Like, that was gonna be good. So that's I would say that's one of the main ones. Yeah. Without Tony was the frog. I yeah. my favorite pop culture reference, I feel like, were um what the characters said. Because I remember when Jolene went um against um Gwe Guise. Guess guess whatever her name. Yeah, yeah her I like how she was like when she was looking for Jolene, she was like, Jolene, 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 Jolene. I was like, bro, Iraqi. <laughs> like, I, I, I really like those those little Easter eggs like that, and like her watching um like a Tom Cruise movie, and I, and I read somewhere like that how like a symbolism the movie itself to Jolene's part, you know, and the way she reacted to it. And of course, the Disney references. That's why I'm scared for when parts get animated because Disney don't play that copyright shit. <laughs> oh my god, yo, girl, girl, that shit was so bizarre. What, what, what was, what was the name? Oh my god, what is this dude's name? A deal, son, who had that ability? Yeah, freaking OP, the OP ass ability to bring characters, that, whatever, to life and like yes. they can actually shit up for you. Uh, and you can't escape their story. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I brought this up to my professor and um, in my um entertainment class, and we were talking about copy or whatever. And I brought this up, and he was like, "Well, those characters aren't Disney property; they're fables, so they'll definitely be fine." Because if you think about it, it the characters and then it was Pinocchio. Um, they did have Mickey, but it was it was altered but the rest of the like the disney you know 
personified characters were were fables. So I was like, I think that was smart on Araki's end to be like, look, I I ain't trying to have this shit copyright <laughs> or any kind of way. But just seeing how like what's his name was like, this shit ain't Disney. I was like, he may not be saying Disney in the anime, but <laughs> that was funny. I love that shit. I had to screenshot that shit, yo. I screenshot. <laughs> and then my fan, my fan in Discord, Dennis, he was like, oh, don't worry, Shama, I got you. And he sends me the transparent version of it. I was like, yo, you a real OG. I love Cute. that. I love, yeah. So that line, I think that Anna Sui says is going to be repeated throughout. It's going to, I wouldn't say it's going to break the internet, but expect people to say that on Twitter a lot. Yes, oh. bro. Like, I, I love NFC. He he was he was he tried his best. Um yeah. so next we're gonna talk about the JoJo gals. Everyone talks about the Joe Bros, you know, but let's talk about the JoJo gals and that's Foo Fighters and Hermes. So I just wanna know like what were your thoughts on these characters and you know what have you? Cause I I love Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is you know, Hermes is a writer, but Foo Fighters was my favorite character of the little trio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Foo Fighters was dope as hell. Like, at first, I, I hate it. I didn't know what to call it when it revealed itself. I was like, are you a man or what? You're it. You're, you're it. That's it. That's what I'm going to call you. It. Like, what? And and so for it to reveal that it was taken over um this a, a former prisoner who used to live there. Um, mm-hmm. I think her name was Enos. I think that was the name of the chick that Foo Fighters would like show, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I really like that Jolene, even though Jolene defeated Foo Fighters, I also love that Jolene also shows sympathy and care towards Foo Fighters to the point that made Foo Fighters want to join them. Yeah. Um, unexpectedly too. It wasn't, that wasn't even Jolene's plan. Like, oh my God, yeah, let's be, no, bro. Like it just so happens. And, I was like, she's a good JoJo. I was like, that's some shit. I feel like Jarno. Uh, it, it, it took me back to Jarno. I yeah. was like, that's something Jarno will show. She sh- she really showed compassion to um Foo Fighters. And um, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but when whatever did happen to her, I was sad. Yeah, I was. Sad. I was. It, it I hurt. Cry, but I was sad. Because it, it uh, Foo yeah. Fighters progressed a lot in the series like like uh, it it really was loyal to jolene and once Foo Fighters saw what kind of person jolene was like they were a writer and it, mm-hmm. it showed to the end like literally to the end and i love Foo fighters um hermes is cool i i liked hermes i felt like hermes's stand was kind of um you know useless but you know it 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 did its part in a lot of the situations they were in. It it did a little, you know, a little bit of something. But mm-hmm. I like Hermes as a character. Um, take away her her stand. I, I love Hermes is character. I love how she, she's always like being like, "Yo, what the hell do we do, Jolene?" Like, you know, because that, that's realistic. Because any because they kind of do her like that. She's like, "Yo, this this jail, like you gotta you gotta do this and that." Da, da, da. Yeah. And then Jolene's like, "Oh, okay." And then it kind of flips the script where Jolene's like. Hermes turns to Jolene for a lot of the leadership role, and I, mm-hmm. and I and I love that because I feel like I, I feel like you in a lot of the JoJo series you see that with the characters look look to the JoJo's type thing, but I feel like with Jolene it was more refined, where like people really depended on her leadership to like you mm-hmm. know she did a lot of the problem solving, whereas like Jotaro he just punched his way out of shit, Joseph just talked his way out of shit, <laughs> Giano had the passion niggas do everything for him, like you know. 
it's like you know they all kind of had you know little little you know a little um you know they had you know you know yeah. but Zoline, she really was a problem solver her stand was creative that allowed her to use her creativity she mm-hmm. was um trained in hand-to-hand combat combat so um she really had universal skills to where it was useful in like prison fights pretty much their prison fights <laughs> so um yeah and i really yeah. liked how they everyone really was like jolene what are we gonna do and she was like i got it and like she she always had a plan you know and mm-hmm. you, you saw a lot of joseph like we're, we're gonna tell later but i i did like how hermes and food fighters were very loyal to jolene like you know and even in the down times oh, they yeah. would argue but other than that they they really looked up to her <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, no, totally. You're so right. And I, I actually coined this term um, when I was reacting to it. Um, I'll be like, damn, I was like, yo, what do we call these girls? Joseph? I was like, and then everybody was dying in the live chat. I was Joseph. Like, jo- Joseph. Yeah, like Joe's sisters, but we're going to call them Joseph. Yeah, like, yes. and it was like, with it, we with it. I'm like, yeah, because we need a term for them. It's not all just about Joe Bros, but you know, at the end, they yeah, they're still Joe Bros. They, they, you know, yeah, they are the Joe Bros. Yeah, they um, are. They are. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, no, Hermes. I really love her. They, I mean, people were telling me I pronounce her name as Hermes. Either which way, I don't even care. Uh, nonetheless, she's a amazing character. I love that she grew from that fight that she had with um, I think what's his name. I hope I'm not getting the right sports max. Or Max, Max. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that was wild. That was wild. I, I was low. I think his stand name is um, Lip Biscuit. Yes, it is. I Yeah, I liked her. I liked her fight with Highway to Hell. Um, I forgot his name, but that was a stand name, Highway to Hell. Like, we're like, the, the harder he wanted to commit suicide, like, the more she would like. Yeah, that was <laughs> so, Oh, my God. That one pissed me off. He pissed me off. <laughs> he really did. And I, do. And I was just like, I was so fearful for Irma's because I was like, oh my God, girl, she just got her stamp. Oh my God, figure something out. Yeah. Like, let's go. So I like that she was able to think quickly on her feet and uh, grasp the situation at hand real fast. I think that's mm-hmm. what, that's kind of like what makes her one of, one of the best Josephs in the yeah. group. Um, it, it so fits with Jolene. And I also love her straightforward attitude she'd be like yo yes. what the fuck man what the fuck are you doing like you know every time every time when i would read when she curses i would curse like i would try to feel like her and because i curse a lot so i'm like i was like oh my god i was like guys i love her so much she curses a lot just like me she did okay, curse a cool. lot yeah yeah so oh uh, no she's dope she's just so dope i like how she always follows suit or jillian like jillian be like we're gonna do this crazy thing and she's like all right bet it up like what else do you, what do you need me to do like she was always ready for the cause and i and i that, that that's the writer you need a you need friends like hermes and food fighters so you next definitely we're gonna talk about the antagonist and i say antagonist because the main villain of her six was poochie father poochie but there were a lot of antagonists along the way. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, out of all the antagonists, what was your favorite antagonist fight of part six? Because mm. I had a few that really stood out to me that brought out the mm. most in Jolene that I was like, yes, I will read this part over again. But oh, again, mm. <laughs> let me think. Oh, fuck. Um, antagonist? Hmm. Whoa. For one, I, since I am fresh off from 
uh, reacting to it, I would definitely say um, Poochie, his damn self, made in heaven when his stand evolved. Um, that shit is ridiculous within itself. Um, two is um, that fight that she had with that guard, Jolene. And it was like, it was like a fire comment. And, and she was, she was such a fighter. She was like doing gestures like, oh, this is to say fuck you. And then this is to, like, she was ready to square up with the guard. It was the guard who, he he got adrenaline off of like. Yes, just, yes. You're like, oh, I want to fight you more. Yes. Like, yeah. Fight. I cannot wait for that shit to be an animation because she, she really knocked it out the water with that one. I was like, okay, nah, this is where Jolene becomes a true OG right here. Where she's I, a gangster. When I and I and I it, it, what the thing with that part was it was like multiple stands, you know, working in the same time in that area. But Jolene, this is why I said she's best JoJo because she doesn't rely on Stone Ocean all the time. Like she she fights a lot with her fists. Like she used a lot of her hand to hand combat. And that's why I, I really loved how Rocky drew it that way because we're just used to like, oh, you're gonna do like, you know, fighting and stands, the stands are in the fighting where Jolene did most of the fighting, her stand allowed the creative stuff. Like I, I really, I really love it was like an enhancement for her because she already had the fighting ability. Don't get me wrong, Stone Ocean can fight as well, but like she relies a lot on her own physical strength. She doesn't rely on her stand the way that her predecessors do. And I and I love that about her because she, she and you see a lot of Joseph in here with her creativity and her analyzing and her problem solving because that whole arc, she was just, she was looking. She was looking at everything. And then, and like, and then when she threw that comment, that com- I was like, girl, what the... That- <laughs> She, she, it was, it was like a wrestling match. Like I, 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 I loved it, and like her stances and how she was on. Girl, I... yo, girl, yo, when she did, did she stood up on? Wasn't she like on um on the stairs or something in that arc? Um, like she was walking up the stairs. Wait, I think it was, and 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 it was at this one point. Um, I think Foo Fighter, she was like she had to electrocute the dude or whatever and just that whole moment like that whole arc itself was pretty bizarre as yes so bizarre and i was just like you know what this this is exactly why we're gonna keep pressing to be continued we're gonna keep going along with it because this is exactly the jojo greatness we're talking about yes Um, i was so hyped reading that that part like like i I was like, I want more. Like that literally, it was like, I want more, bro. Like this, this is, this is, this, and I read it in color. Like it just, it just was beautiful. Like it, it, I was obsessed. I was obsessed. I was like, yes. I was like, what? bro, that whole week I was posting panels on my story, and I, and I will, oh, I'll, I was posting like Meg the Stallion song because I was like, never let a broke nigga test me. Hey, no, like, no, like I was like, that's that's that was playing in the background. Like that's that's period. Like sis was like, you ain't about to, you ain't, I ain't, I ain't dead yet. I was like, period, like. But um, one of my favorite fights was with um, I I like John Gali A versus Jolene Jotaro. I feel like because mm-hmm. it was the fight that first of all we saw Jotaro. We're like, where the it hell have you been? Beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. and you really saw like them work together. And I and I well, even with her having her animosity against Jotaro, like you really saw them like work together. And you show that. Jotaro loved Jolene. It's just Jolene was like, you weren't there. And Jotaro was like, what are you talking about? Like, 
<laughs> I'm yeah. here. I love your ass. But like my favorite part was when <laughs> he punched her, and I'm like, guys, out of love. Like I posted that. I posted that part on Father's Day. They're like, why are you? Why is she punch? I'm like, it's out of love, guys. You guys understand? <laughs> He said, he said, I remember that shit. I was dying. I couldn't help but laugh. I was, like, I was like, one, it's so Jotaro. I'm going to yeah. do that. And two, it wouldn't be Jotaro if he did do that. Like, come here. Like, what the hell? But they didn't understand. He did it because he knew my daughter is strong like me. She can take this hit, and I got to get her out of the way. And the only way to do it is to punch her. And, and on top of that, didn't he say, oh, it's to make sure that they're out of the freaking, I called it a genjutsu. Like, I was like, yeah, because yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, he was trying to get her, get her out of the way, you know, because he could stop time. So he knew he had to get her out of the way because she couldn't. And like, mm -hmm. and especially when you saw her get like shot, he was like, like he was, you saw like terror on his face. But then he saw him be like, when she was like, oh, well, that's crazy. And she's like, and the, and the freaking thing popped off because her, her, um, Stone Ocean came. And he was like, "You gotta stand." Like he was like, "When did that happen?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, another thing I like too. Um, I love the look on Jotaro's concern as face when anything happens to Jolene because yeah. I don't think we really get to see that father and sibling relationship as much in in any of the jojo parts like yeah a part five we barely come on jar, I, we don't even have to explain we don't have to go there now <laughs> with joseph and joseph though we got little moments and i get those moments that they did have together i get that they did bond in a like i guess in a manly way okay cool but i really wanted more moments between josuke and uh joseph i wanted to see them bond more you know because like Bro, like that's that's his son, you know, and and it's something um we you know at the very start of JoJo, like you know um we always had like problems with the with the dads, you know, like with Jonathan Joestar, like his dad at one point was like, oh, you need to be more like Dio Brando, you know, his <laughs> stepbrother, blah blah, and then we see the struggles that Dio Brando was going through with his father, yeah, which is a, a abusive ass father, drunken ass. Dude, mm -hmm. like I really didn't like him. All right. And and to just I don't know, to see all these JoJo's, like, okay, we get to part six. We I think I think part six is probably the most fleshed out part, I wanna say, that represents uh a parent and child relationship. Yeah. Even though it was it was still type short, you know, because boom, by the time it's getting close to the end of part six. Boom, that's when Jotaro comes back around. It kind of, uh, it was a little annoyed when, you know, he was gone for the majority of the part. Like, yeah. But we know why, because, you know, yeah. what happened. But at the end, I, I think I respect Jotaro and Jolene even more. And I, I just love that. I still feel like, even though it was, I feel like a little short, I still feel like it served so much, so much um purpose of, Showing that love for parent and child for JoJo, you know, a, a, a legendary JoJo to a, on another legendary JoJo. Like all JoJo's are freaking legendary, fam. Jolene I love that you, I love that you said that you filled this purpose because um. So going back to the ending, we're not gonna talk about what happened ending, but the reason why the ending happened was um. There's a video out there where Araki explains that while re while creating Part Six, he said that he was like, I felt. I felt accomplished while writing this part. He was like, I felt so fulfilled. 
I felt like everything, you know, basically feeling like everything made sense. This was like, you know, everything was concluding perfectly, but he was like, he felt like he wanted to go back to the roots. And so mm-hmm. that's why the way the part six ended, he's like, it, you know, it was coming from, it was, the JoJo was ending, whereas like the current, you know, like basically the, that timeline was finished. Like, jo, like Jolene was per, a perfect finish. And that's why part seven, part eight, you see why the the reason where, where they take place and where you know the the names are similar, but they're different characters. And um, to those of you guys who know what I'm talking about, you understand why. But yeah, like you know, because Iraqi felt like hey, this this lineage is over, but now it's time for you know new lineage, but with the same roots, the same name, but just you know, and the stands are sometimes the same, but like just still different faces and characters. And I mm-hmm. I that was so. Therapeutic. Part six ending was therapeutic. I, I, and it happened so quickly. Where I was like, whoa, whoa, like a roller coaster. When it ended, I was like, we're here. Like I'm just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was. I, oh my god. I was just so. I was at a loss of words. I was just like, where do we go from here? So what? What? What happens now? Okay. Okay. So it's it's not like they're gone. They're gone, but they're not fully gone. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, and yeah. that's what that's what tugs on my heartstrings. Yeah, um, and that's why I understand why some, uh, no, not some, I understand why a lot of people are mad at the ending. I'm not mad at the ending at Me all. Neither. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people need to get out their feelings. Yeah, like I, I and look it, at. But, that's because on. people don't. I feel like people don't look at the entirety of a series. They just look at the current thing they're experiencing and be like, oh, and it's like you have to look at the whole from 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 phantom blood with freaking hormone and shit mm-hmm. to to now to how stands have evolved the stands were perfect in part i love the stands in part six more than i feel like any stand in any of the series you know i watch they were mm-hmm. they were they were so diverse a lot of them were strong, you know, even the ones that were technically weak, they were stronger in other aspects that made up for it. And it, mm-hmm. it still gave these characters a run for their money. And so, like, there wasn't any, like, necessarily weak stance, to be honest. Like, you know, like, maybe weak in, like, the grades or whatever, but the user itself, it depended on the user itself. Like, you could have a weak mm-hmm. or strong stand. It depended on the, the user itself. And the users were very creative in this, mm-hmm. in this part. And it makes sense because Jolene is is creative, so it only makes sense. It 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 was it was beautiful. So I, I totally felt that when after finishing part six and hearing what Rocky had to say about it, I was confused. Like, well, why did he end it like this? You know. But my friend of mine, he sent me the video. I was like, it makes perfect sense. Like looking at everything he's written, that was the end. Like that, I felt that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, but back to the fights because we, we we went off. But um, yeah. <laughs> But back to like you said, like the the parent thing, the scene we haven't we didn't really see that in the JoJo series, but like, you know the, the parents because Holly was freaking you know wasn't really you know whatever, um and we have mm-hmm. Joseph really we really had Joseph really be that pinnacle JoJo throughout yeah. every part you know and then you in part five we see that Jotaro well part four Jotaro took up that um that role and you saw that. So I, I really liked how Rocky did that, you know, and then Dio being the dad <laughs> slash Dio, you know, and right. So. Right. It's, it's freaking crazy. It's still, it's still kind of crazy. Like, you know, Jordan has three dads technically, you know, his, 
I, I really don't like to count his abusive ass stepdad, but uh, yeah, still, but yeah, it's it's really crazy. Jordan is such a unique case, though. I really like it because I love how Araki gives us Dio and Jonathan in one. And yeah. Araki said it himself that he said if he was to rewrite Dio, he actually want Dio to be a good person, like a good boy. And that's was kind of like one of his inspirations for creating Jorno. Um, as we see, yeah, Jorno is a good boy. You know, <laughs> yes, I have yeah. I have my reservations about about you know Giorno. He's cool, I like him, but I just felt like his series was too fate based. Like you know, kind of like him being like, oh, like the the golden child. But mm-hmm. his care, I did like the diversity of his character where we did get like the best of both worlds with Dio and and and, and um the JoJo but bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah. I, he he really he did shine. I I, I like Giorno, but you know I feel like Jelly Boy tells you. But anyway, um, um <laughs> we're gonna have to fight. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but then my, I have another. I have two, and then we're gonna go into the next. Um, I liked um Lang Wrangler jumping Jack Flash where he removes gravity with versus oh. Weather Report and Jolene and Savage Garden. That oh. was my. I love seeing yeah. Jolene and Weather Report interact. I I I, I felt like. She got so close to other report. I was like, I ship. Sorry, sorry, sweet, but I ship. Yeah, I was like, ah, I ship them together. They make such a sexy ass couple, and he's always backing her up with knowledgeable shit and yes. trying to keep her calm. Like, weather report never freaked out as much as Jolene. And Jolene, I wouldn't say she freaked out all the time, but weather report when she was when he was around her, he always made sure to like make sure she keeps a level head. Yes, and um, to just think things thoroughly. And um, yeah, I'd really say no. He was definitely one of her writers too. He Hell, was fine. Iraqi you him fine. I was like, Lord, oh, I mean, yeah, he is. He is. Yes. I was like, girl, oh my god. And we got his disc back. I was like, oh, right, hmm. right. I was like, wow, you're completely the opposite. You're an ass. You're an asshole, fam. What the hell? You was mad calm and like, oh yeah, to oh yeah, you shut a bitch. I, I don't. I was like, wow, okay. I well, love I sassy like, men. <laughs> was not complaining i was like i was like i think this is why i fall for asshole guys because look at right me. right yeah. i was like and but then also explains what how his relation with poochie i was like well we see how poochie is oh, you know yeah. so that explains a lot but um mm-hmm. and then lastly yeah. rakael versus jolene when she became a hot girl literally she became a hot she became a hot girl like i i love oh, that yeah. fight with um oh because I feel like his stand was so annoying to where it was like it was literally science and I was like Jolene did you get an A in biology girl because you was using your head a lot girl I was like "Mm, you must have been in biology honors because but it makes sense because Jotaro was a marine biologist so she probably was like up his ass trying to get his attention so of course she probably learned some stuff but Mm -hmm. she she really she when she she put herself on fire I who do this? Yeah. Who do I that? was like, I, I, I was just like, wow, this is exactly why she's a boss. Yes. This is why she's a boss ass bitch and why motherfuckers gotta put respect, put some respect on her fucking name, fam. Like, y'all saying like, oh, she's a whack children. She's uh, uh, We can fight. Bruh. Those you said out, we can you fight. Who's gonna lit, freaking lift their ass on fire? Is that- gonna lift their ass on fucking fire no just one. to defeat a motherfucker? No I one. can't think of one. No one. No one. She no she one. literally she literally was she's she's literally a hot girl, literally hot girl. 
And yeah. I I was with the the jail fight, like you said, in between or th- that jail fight, like you said, and the Raquel fight and Poochie, those were like my top three. But that fight with her and Raquel, sheesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since I was like, Jolene, girl, you you just why? Why? Like why? Right, right. So next, Jolene, the main character. So we're gonna get in her, you know, talk about her, which we kind of already were, but you know. All about her. Um, so I want to talk about what sets her apart from her other her other male family member counterparts. Um, being mm. that her stand Stone Ocean OP, it basically has the same marks as Star Platinum, literally. Um, how mm. she leads her team and her overall personality. I really liked, like I like we kind of said before, like she, even though you see a lot of her um family members and obviously you know Jotaro. Um, she she's her own person. Like she she her even her story is separate from the the you know the JoJo lineage. They they all kind of are, but hers felt especially separate. Oh, and- it felt super separated. I was <laughs> like, oh, no, no, nah, we we in we in a new bitch. Like we in a new yeah, we're in a new lane. Yes, yeah. I I felt like it was so disconnected from all the last parts because I think before part six. Um, well, I wouldn't just say part five felt so connected to part. I feel like part five also too was kind of disconnected from the previous parts, but then at the same time, I feel like because Koichi came through and Jotaro still was like a little involved, he was like, Oh, I need you to investigate Jorno to see if there is, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, and, but, right. <laughs> oh my god, fuck, yes, him. So it's like, yeah, like that's one of the things that definitely uh, stood out from the rest of part six is that. It's, I feel like it's low key like a standalone part. Yeah, the other ones. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like part five had like a lot of the part four cast, whereas part six had one character, and that was Jotaro. Everyone else right. was all new characters, all new everything. Even mm-hmm. like the like all new villain. You know, we and we even got like a like we even got a Dio connection. You know, it it, it was which is kind of like how part. Five was with Giorno, you know, but we mm-hmm. it's like we get down both end fronts and I, I really liked how it it just felt different. Araki really took his time with writing her character, I felt like. Um he does with a lot of them, but I feel like especially with Jolene, with her being like the first like female main character, I felt like he really did his research with mm-hmm. um with what kind of character he wanted her to be and looking, you know, that kind of thing. Like I, I and then having her have her family aspects, but remaining her own separate person, I feel like he did that like immensely because she was such a diverse character. Like you see her, she was serious, but she also was goofy, which you see from oh, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she could also be goofy, you know, but then she can also like not deal with the bullshit, like Joe Thoreau. Like you, you, and you even saw some Joe here because again, Joseph, like you just saw all her family members in her personality, but it it, it stood out in her own self because you said they mm-hmm. all curse. Um, they were in jail, so of course I was gonna be like exemplified and maximized with all the women characters and this the fashion is I just I just loved that there wasn't any like stereotypes of women like the, uh, these women were their own like were just people they're just people you know like mm-hmm. and and I really I really appreciated that because I was just like this girl is so relatable like you know and her only being nineteen and you know. Just going through all of this. She took at first of all, I feel like she took her getting herself a stand very well. She kind of was shocked, but then she was like, All right, like she she became so one with this thing that she, you know, 
just found out to use and the fact that she's mastering it already i was like girl like that's jojo for you like that's the family they're they're so adaptable to bizarre stuff that they're like all right you know like (laughs) oh yeah yeah she she i was laughing at her at first when she got stone free that's the name of her stand stone yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. and she was like um she was like wait hold on like she was like i can hear what is this string coming from my finger like did this yeah. just happen? She, I thought, like her goofiness because she was like, "Is this because I was uh, uh, I've been abandoned for so long and I have daddy issues and yeah. something along those lines?" Like she was just going on a rant and rambling, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so me!" Like she's just she's just hilarious, but I like that she still gets the business done. Yeah, like, and you know what's crazy? She really could have gave up and be like, because once she found out the truth of what her 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 ex boyfriend did or whatever, to yeah, her, blah blah blah. She really didn't have to like be a fighter, but she really chose that path. And I, I think that's it's just as definitely she's so like her dad. She's so like Jotaro. Yes. Cause Jotaro yeah. was not giving up for, without a fight. And so yeah, I'm like like father, like daughter. There was so many father-daughter moments. I know yes. um I loved it. That part. I loved it so much. Like and I, I think as a girl, you know, like you know, I was always daddy's girl. Um so like seeing uh, like uh, the father and daughter relationship compared to like a father and son relationship. I don't know. Maybe I, I probably just can't get that with Jotaro and sorry with sorry with um Josuke and Joseph. Um, then with like Jotaro and Jolene, maybe because I'm like I'm such a daddy's girl. So I was like, oh yeah, let me. I probably favored them too much, but then I still respect the relationship between Joseph and Josuke though. I feel like with Joseph and Josuke, um, Josuke had no choice but to kind of like he, uh, even though he was justified being upset, Joseph was old. Like he was old in part three, but he was like really old. So this <laughs> man had dementia. So Josuke was like, like this man, I can't really. I, all I have to do is show him love because it's like I, you, whereas Jolene, she could curse jo, uh, Jotaro because that nigga was like in his forties and she was nineteen, so she's like nigga, no f you. Like so, you know, <laughs> there was still time. With Joseph and Josuke, there wasn't time left to, you know, build that relationship. Like, Josuke had to be the bigger person to be like, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know you're know, you my dad. You know, it is what it is. Whereas Jolene and, and Jotaro, they they had time. They had time yeah. with, with the, to handle their bullshit out. And um, even though it's kind of one-sided because Jolene, you know. But then again, Jotaro, he just, he don't, he don't know. He just, you know. Anyway. Um, and that's yeah. why I like towards the end where... She has that realization. She was like, dang, I get my dad now. Like, you know, you know, especially with having kind of like a full circle to like part three, where it's like, you know, Jotaro going through what he, what he went through, how he was, his whole purpose was to help his mom, save his mom. And here we go in part six. Her part was to help save her dad. So she's yeah. putting herself, she unwillingly, mm-hmm. she was in the same position as Jotaro and having all this responsibility and, you know, all of the stuff. And knowing that, you know, like, wow, this is what my dad went through. And he's here right now with me, even after I saved him. Like, wow, like he, I, I get him now. He's just, you know, that kind of guy. I really felt that because, like, saying with me and my dad, I felt like there's times where I'm like, why? <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, because because I have qualities of him, you know, and me, I was like, all right, I understand because I understand myself because I've grown as a person in this. So that was a, I, really was emotional with that part because I'm like, it'd it be like that when it comes to your parents, you know, especially mm-hmm. with your parents' opposite sex. Like, you 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 expect, you know, 
you know, definitely. And that's kind of like a role model for, you know, other things or where have you. So having have this like realization in the, in the final moments, like the, like literally like the final like arc, she had that moment. I felt it was very therapeutic. And back to what we said about how it was so purposeful, part six, you know, to mm-hmm. where like they finally hashed that final string of the, of the JoJo bloodline to where it's like, all right, this was at least this was completed because you know the the bloodline was so messed up everyone died early on type thing but having this mm-hmm. father-daughter connection finally after so many lost you know family members i yeah. it was it was amazing like i loved it <laughs> mm-hmm. i i know i totally agree with you it, it was bittersweet it's such a bittersweet ending. yes it was I, oh my god man as as much as i wanted more Jolene and Joe Charles time. I it's uh it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, fuck man. <laughs> Empor- yeah. Emporio, Emporium, that boy did his thing. I'm sorry. He he surprised me. He's the MVP. Nah, he a real one. Cause I dead forgot that he had um what are we fucking reports freaking this. Yes. I was like, oh son, if it was not for him. If it was not for him, I, oh my God, Poochie really, really would have won. But that lets you know uh, how uh, smart Jolene was. Like, Jolene was like, dang, like, she, because she knew that Emporio had his his own stand of hiding and, you know, creating own rooms or what have you. So, she, mm-hmm. like, she knew, like, that was, that's our only escape, escape, like, you know, that's also the only thing. Cause I was like, Jolene, why couldn't you use an ocean? Like, I was so mad. Like, you could have used it, you could have. But looking back now, I'm like, it makes it makes sense. Like, you know, it, it cause um, I feel like Pucci would have been expecting that. I feel like, I feel mm-hmm. like he didn't expect for Emporio to have the disc. So Jolene and herself outsparted one. <laughs> like you know, and 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 her and and yeah. in like a weird kind of like way, symbolism way, she kind of like won in the smarts department. Like yeah, technically, you know, Pucci won whatever, but like in the the battle of the mind and like and wits, Jolene won, and mm-hmm. I was like, girl, period. Like it, it and and see how Emporio kind of get gets his own final win even though they're not the same characters he still got his like friends kind of back because they were like oh come hang out with us like i felt his emotions <laughs> oh my god girl i felt it too i was i wanted to cry for him i, I felt so sad because he's like damn he can't really explain what he just went through to the same people he just met yeah he just and, and, and oh my god it's but the fact that like, like it did a full circle where, like, here comes Hermes, like, hey, like, I don't know where Hermes just happened to be, like, just a complete circle. He was like, like, I'm my friend, and they're like, we don't know these people, like, but I, 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 I felt because we went through so much crap with him in that chapter. I was like, oh my god, I was like, I'll take it, I'll take it, like, I, you know, I, I really, I really loved it. So, um, so we're gonna get to the final two parts. Um, who's best JoJo first? Who's the best JoJo bros? Um, with part one being Baron Zebulin, Speedwagon, two, Cedar Zebulin, Smokey, three, Kakion and Polnareff, four, Okansu and Koichi, five, All of Passion fam, and six, Hermes and Foo Fighters. Um, so the best Joe, bro, I, and, and from part five and part six, right? Mm-hmm. To me. Um... The duo, like the best judge of like the duo. Because it was a duo, even though part five is different. 
Okay. Definitely. Oh, that is hard for part five. I'm going to have to say Bruno. He hold it down. He did. This dude hold it the fuck down, fam. I, I, I what I'm about to say, it can't, it shouldn't really be any spoilers because I, I feel like at this point, I think everybody should have saw part five. But even though I know it's still going on on Adult Swim right now, it's not fully over yet. Yeah. But I will say just this though, guys, to y'all who are still watching part five, just know that Bruno to me is one of the most undisputed Joe bro in the series thus far because his conviction know no freaking bounds bro like this dude died yeah first, first of all he knows he knows yo he is such yeah. a OG. yeah that's exactly what he called he is the best mom and best the mom. like bro how you know even when they switch bodies like remember because of the requiem arrow like, yes okay like okay boom even though they switch spirits, sorry, they switch spirits, and it's like uh, Bruno still know he was like, "Oh, Narancha, is that you?" Like you know, to Jordan, yeah. like you know, yeah, like, you know, and Jordan, I, you know, I was just like, "Yo, bro," like, but yeah, Bruno, I would say definitely him, and he had Jordan pressed in the first in that first few episodes. He had him pressed, oh, bro. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! yeah no one sweating bullets. He was like. <laughs> Like it's like it makes my consciousness go berserk, but he's like the the punches like that shit hurts, yo. If I was to get hit by that shit again, like oh my god, I don't know what I would do, you know. So yeah, to to yeah yeah, I think I think Jordan definitely gave Bruno a run for his money. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and then it, it, it's sad. It's it's good that Journal spared him because he's like, no, I see you're a good person, fam. Like because yeah, you yeah. Um, let me see. What okay? So for part six. Oh, I would have to. I would have to say weather report. Weather report still hold it the fuck he down. Did. Even after he, yes. alert, you know he, <laughs> you know what stand. First of all, guys. Okay, so his stand is weather report, and his name himself is weather report. So yeah, so he was still the best because bro, he came in so clutch at the end. Yeah, he did. He really did. He really did, bro. Like, I, even when he came back to his, like, he finally got his disc back. He got his, like, full stuff. He still was being loyal to Jolene. Like, he still was, like, yeah. like, that whole, like, like, when they're with that one stand that can turn people into snails, whatever. Like, he, he, I was like, no. What was before? That, that very, girl, I'm getting up. It's, it's that serious. I know. That's that very explanation his fucking ability when you touch the fucking rainbow bro what what you make people think that that shit oh you're seeing that shit and you are becoming it but in reality you're really not so yeah. yourself bro, what kind of shit is that i was like you're op you're op he for is fucking reason bro nah nah and friend. that's why Poochie was so pressed because he was like this he gotta go. Like this boy is OP. Like he he gotta go. Oh, and and, and it's and even Pushy full circle. His his own brother defeated him. Like his you know the the same stand he tried to keep hidden away ended up defeating him in the end. And it it, it was it was crazy. Like I I I love brother report. Like he he's definitely that dude. Uh, you know and yeah, literally. He's so yeah, facts. 
Um, my favorite weather report definitely. Um, I I I feel like we we overlook Mista a lot. Mista really. Go, go. Okay, you know what? You're right. You know what? I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. You you're right because you know what? It, it was so hard. It was so hard because I wanted to say Mister too, but then Bruno. <laughs> but Mister deserves just as much credit. Bro. He does. I. Just I, I as much he was. He took the brute of everything. He took the brute of everything, and the fact that this nigga was still alive. I'm like, so you yeah. mean tell me you capped a bacchio, but we keep listing alive for everything. <laughs> Mister, his bullets, bro. Like this. He couldn't. He couldn't die, and it, it said that at the end of Rolling Stones, like towards the end of part five, like yeah, like bro, like he, he was safe, but yeah, everybody else wasn't, and um. It's, it's just crazy how he avoided death so many times because, yeah, he wasn't fated to die just yet. Like, it wasn't his time. Yeah. No matter yeah. even though he got shot point blank fucking range. I like, swear. Yo, he got, oh my God, girl. I cried. I cried. Okay. Yo, I was really, I was not having it. I was so <laughs> mad at Prosciutto. I was like, yo, fuck this nigga. Yes. And then, yo, but number, oh my God, Sex Pistols is so. Sex Pistols were like the MVPs of Part Five. Number three was the realest. I have the eyes. I was like, the vision, right, bro? They, it was. I, I love Sex Pistols. They, they, they put okay. in work. Like I, I, I really like. Like I'm like, we overlooked Mr. Guys. Like he, he really got shot up a lot. Like <laughs> a lot. Um. A lot, a lot. Wait. Oh, oh, Goleon. So I, so you know how like he kind of like dipped in the middle of the series. Apparently, mm-hmm. someone told me that Iraqi actually wrote him to be um, a villain to where he was gonna like betray them and be part of like the villains and what have you. And I'm like, oh yeah, I would like uh-huh. that would have been so dope because his stand is so op. Oh, that would have yeah. been a really, and I feel like that would have probably even pushed Giorno, you know, in like a fight type thing. Because I feel a lot of fights wasn't really with Giorno. Like he 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 fought sometimes, but a lot of it was like the Passion fam. So I thought that would mm-hmm. be dope if Fugolian, but um, I guess um, Araki was like, I didn't want to do that with the with the Joe Bros. I'm like, no, because literally all the Joe Bros are friends, and I've been like, yo, it would make sense that because like Fufar was a villain, became a friend, so it would make sense for a friend and he's with Kakion. So it makes sense mm-hmm. if a Joe Bro turned a villain. Like that would have been such a dope like change of pace. But they kind of just like eat y'all. Like he was never seen again. I was like, he had a sad backstory and dope OP stand. He just yeeted him from parts. But I was like, yeah. I guess. I get. But, yeah, uh, yeah, man. I, I, that would be that would be interesting and and really rare if if Iraqi was to continue to 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 write that into the story. That would. But it will hurt me so much because it's like, no, that's not supposed to happen. Like you said, we're so used yeah. to the Jones all being a family. They're, they're lit, you know? So to see that betrayal, like, it would have been different. But I think at the end of the day, I like how he still wrote out part five. Yeah, I did, I did too. So, um, yeah. so finally, we came to the last, last of the, who's, who's best JoJo? Let's, 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 you know, let's get started. Uh, 
Jolene for me. I love Jolene, you know, Jolene's Dress Jojo. It's, 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 it's between her and Joseph. I, I really did enjoy Joseph's part. Joseph was was so creative and funny all and did it all in style. And, and he he wasn't dumb. Like he I, I love Joseph. Um definitely a change of pace from Jonathan. Like even um Speedwagon was like, You're really Jonathan's grandson, like like you're just not you're you're not a gentleman at all, you know. But he he that's, that sassiness. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's yeah, Jolene. So <laughs> Jolene, okay, okay. Um, I agree with with what you said. Like um, with Joseph, yeah. Like honestly, when I when I got to Joseph's part, I was like, yo, I love him. I love him because he's such a jokester. And I love it. It was like, I was like, yo, this is exactly what I wanted to see in Jonathan. But we didn't yes. get to see it like that because he got killed off so early. But yeah. then it, it was so, it was, it was really refreshing. Joseph was a really refreshing JoJo to like, kind of like ease our minds with, you know, damn, we just lost Jonathan, man. We lost him too quick, too soon, but we get why he had to do it. So yeah, so I, I like that about um about Joseph. I, I really I just really love that he was so refreshing when we got to part two. And he's in New York. Um, it makes sense why he was trolling like that on the Tommy gun. Like he's from New York. Like oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> facts. Right, right. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. But um, <clears throat> best JoJo. That's that's really hard, girl. It is. So it is. Hard. I can't decide. I'm still <laughs> I'm still trying to decide between Jolene. And Jarno. That, that, I, I, uh, I wish I could give you a solid answer. I'm going to just say Jarno. I'm going to just say Jarno for now. But Jolene comes very close. It's yeah. Oh, my God. I love his stand so much. I love um, Golden Experience Requiem. I, especially Requiem. I really love Golden Experience Requiem a lot. Um, and I think to take it away, uh, to take away from... Him, you know, he has the looks there. Yeah, I already know he's my husband. Like he's up on my wall. Right, right. So besides that, um, I just really like that we got to see Jonathan and Dio in one. And he's such a savage. He is yeah. such a savage. I mean, everybody else, all the other JoJo's are savage. Josuke has some savage ass moments. Like oh yeah, he the did. way he definitely was going after Kira. Oh yeah, no facts, factual. And then Jotaro. Bro, we don't yeah. have to do nothing. We don't have to say nothing about Jotaro, fam. Like, what? But jo Jolene was very savage in her own freaking way as well. Like, she really showed no fucking mercy to her opponents. I mean, the, this bitch was... Yo, she could be fucked up. She could lose her freaking whole leg. And she and still, still fight. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I, I can see why you pick her as the best JoJo. Yeah. But for me, I would just say Jordan for now. It's really hard. Because <laughs> I... like. Uh, it's funny because everyone really picks Giorno first, and I see why yeah. his his personality shines. I think that's what really sets him apart. Is that he has a really strong resolve. I mean, all the Jojo all, all the Jojo family has strong resolves, but you see Dio and Joseph's resolve, and of course, it's going to be enhanced like hell. So mm -hmm. it it was really, um, and as you can see in part five, it was it was a fate based type of thing. Like had um, Bruno not have done or whatever, like, everyone practically, basically, was still up and alive, you know, sorry, y'all, spoiler, but, um, you just see, like, it was a, it was a, it was a thing of fate, and basically, Giorno, like, I, like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like, 
I wanted to see more fights of Giorno. Like, I felt like he didn't earn Stan Requiem. And I hate to say that, but I felt like I, I just... I got you. You know, I felt like I felt like a lot of Passion, you know, did a lot of fighting. And Giorno, you know, he 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 did his part, but I just felt I want... I, I saw more from Jolene. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jolene was the leader. Giorno wasn't really the leader of Passion. He was kind of like mm. suggester. He kind of was like, oh, maybe maybe we should do this. And Bruno was like, yeah, because at the end of the day, Bruno and Giorno had a secret ulter- ulterior motive. He, they, they, yeah. The rest of the Passion fam didn't know. And that's why I like Abakio, his Aries ass, because he kept coming for Giorno's no. neck, because he was like, who is the little boy coming with the homies? Like, we don't know you. Like, who are you? So, hey. I literally, I felt Abakio's energy. Like, I like I felt that, because again, like, Giorno still had his own ulterior motives to why he was around. Like, I felt like he was, he didn't really have any close connections with the group like you know yeah mm-hmm. eventually they kind of did and you know you know with a certain character whatever but i just i i didn't really feel that i felt more connection with trish and like mista and, other, and all of the like i feel that the group loved trish more than what you know giorno was you know and i and then mm-hmm. it was kind of like sad i'm like he's kind of a jojo but not really but it was like the whole thing about jojo was like these close-knit relationships and i felt like the supporting mm-hmm. characters have more of that than what giorno did Mm-hmm. And that's why with Jolene, like you see her be the leader, but also you know look to her friends too. Like she wasn't always a leader. Like she, there's times when she was like, "And only you can do this, so and so." And then you saw them kind of grow. She made all her friends reach up to where she was at, you know, things like that, or like, or they helped lift her up. So it's like it was kind of like an equal ground type thing. When yeah, mm-hmm. they did look for um, Jolene. She was a great leader. I just felt like. In part five, Bruno led a lot of the the mission stuff, and um, yeah, Giorno did have great ideas that he would suggest and Bruno would take, mm-hmm. but I just didn't feel a connection with him in the group. That uh, that was my only takeaway. So gotcha. for the end, for mm-hmm. him to kind of get this OP stand, I'm like, does he deserve it? Like, you know, yeah, it's dope. Don't get me wrong. I was like, dang, like, you know, it was it was dope. But I'm like, we crowned him the the gang leader now. Like, what did he he? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, but uh, I did like his personality. They, I feel like Iraqi drew him well. Like he was a he, mm-hmm. his resolve was really, really dope. I really did like the whole like mafia gangster thing, and um the whole his even his stand. It's like Josuke is kind of, but not really. It, it's the whole healing factor, you know, and not really healing, kind of like like making life type things where you know giving life to things. Yeah, it kind of remind me my bro really. Uh, he didn't. He made me realize this after I, I was done watching part five. He was saying that why uh, maybe the reason why he has that ability is because of Jonathan Harmon, you know, yeah. like, give you, you know, like, yeah, like y'all already know what Harmon is about. So I was just like, ah, oh, that would make sense. Why Jordan will have that ability. I, I, I mean, it makes sense. Does it not make sense? But like, cause Joseph had Harmon too. Right, right. And you see why Josuke has his ability. So I, I feel like that was smart. Like, Araki was really working with biology here. Like, he was really... Right, but as... Yo, like, you're so right on that. Like, I, I don't know how he does it. I'd have been like, yo, fam, like, if I study under you, bro, I know I would get an A in class, like you said earlier. Right? Like, and yeah. it, I was like, my dang, like, I wonder what kind of PhDs Araki got. Because I'm just like, sir, you, you know a lot of stuff. Like... 
even in part five where he's playing like the historical landmarks in Italy and even like the mafia aspects, like he he really like engulfed himself into like the the cultures, the areas, and that's why I love JoJo Bizarre Adventure because like he has pop culture references, like you know Michael Jackson, you know ACDC, uh, and like the rock bands, and um, like um Dolly Parton with in part six. You know I think it was like I feel it was like more pop culture, more like pop. In like part six, if I remember correctly, like a lot of like pop songs and you know, and like um like TV references, but he he loves the whole like culture, like every culture, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's great to have because a lot of culture involved black culture, and he he did have that in his in his um series. So like Biggie Smalls in Part Five, like you know, like you know the notorious Big, like Spice Girls. Right. Yeah. You know, why, yeah. why I got the name? It's funny because I, I the, the one thing I will say about Part Five, I really did like Trisha Stan, um, because I was this is when I was oh, creating yeah. my podcast and YouTube. I was like, what do I name myself? I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, I like Jolene, but I don't really like like I don't don't know Stone Free. I don't know. And then I it, that part it was it was Trisha's episode. I'm not gonna like you know spoil for anyone, but like seeing her. Her stand is different from anyone else's. It, it's humanoid. Like, a lot of them are humanoid, but it's like it talks by itself. So it has its own thoughts, right. its own emotions, its own, you know, kind of like very independent, which is what Trish is, which is who Trish is. And, you know, and, and you see who her father was. It makes sense why she had a, a stand like that. And I was like, wow, I relate to the stand specifically. Like, how she was talking about like, Resolve, how she was like, you know, like, I've always been here with you. Like, you know, like, I... Mm-hmm. You know, this now she was like, "Wow, what's your name?" She was like, "Spice Girl." She's like, "Wow, it's really fitting." Like she, re- she was really coaching Trish. She was like, "Look, girl, like, you know, you, you are the, you know, you have a stand. I've always been here. I need you to use me now. Like, I can't, you know, this is something that you need to do." And I, I really did like that. I'm like that with my friends too. I'm like, "Look, you know, you can do this. You know, this and that. Like, this is up to you." But just, I just love, I love Spicy Lady. Like, um. It, it was very like emotional. I was like, "Wow, like, this is a dope stand!" Like you know, and just like how she screams, like "Wanna be." And I grew up in a Spice Girls too as a kid, so like seeing that like rendition and how like, the, the girls they were like independent too. So I really mm-hmm. like that that pop culture aspect with Trish's character. Um, people, so other people don't like her character. I just liked her stand. Her stand was so it pushed her to who she was at the end of Part Five, and yeah. I, that's what I appreciated because it, it she really grew as a um a spoiled brat in the beginning to a a real like stand user and that she didn't yeah. even want the stand. So mm-hmm. no, I completely agree. And I could tell you uh I feel like spicy lady really is you because like I see that you have the freaking phone case of Trisha's outfit. Yes. <laughs> she has Trish's outfit as her phone case. I was like you so you, yo. Oh yes. my god. And when I said that, I told my friends, they're like, yes, Ashanti. They're like, yes, this is that's you. I was like, I'm like, yeah, like I was like, I just her stand was so great. Like I love all the stands, but her stand really stuck the most because it was so outspoken and it, it really pushed it really pushed Trish to where she is right now. And I'm like, dang, that's mm-hmm. kind of like you know where I am now. And like, you know, starting all this. So like that's why I'm like, and me wanting, you know, to support black creatives and my whole the whole aspect of that. Like, you know, why I'm I'm very passionate about that. And seeing that in a character with, you know, with Trish, I was like, that's yeah, that's me. That's pretty much <laughs> that's me right there. I was gonna say I like how I think Trish was the first out of the Joe Bros 
in all of the parts, like up to part five, that is, um, who she's a girl, and we finally see a girl stand, like come out to life, like yes. you know, you what's her, what's this chick's name? Yukako Koichi's girlfriend, whatever. We yeah. didn't really get to see her stand, like we see her. Yeah, she's using the hair, but there's not a physical appearance yeah. of her stand. Like, oh, we know how it looks like, and the yeah. design. No, we don't know how the fuck it looks like. But I like that with part five, though. We finally got to see out of the Joe Bros, who is a girl. Right. And we see her freaking standing. She's independent as fuck. Like everything you were saying about Spice Girl, I totally freaking agree. And I was rooting for Trish. I was like, yes. I was like, yes, finally, time to stand up and, and fight because you can't sit here being backed in the corner. Like I really yeah. love, I really love her um Spice Girl for that. She was like, girl, you gotta get up and you gotta you gotta command me to do something. Like, yeah. What is it? Yeah. And I and I I lost my job, bro. Like, I, like uh, that episode with her because that that villain was crazy. Like, you know, anything, any movement, it would attack. Like, she really, um, when, and I like how in the beginning, after the train, and like you saw like the imprint of Spicy Lady, and they're like, oh crap, because the whole thing like, oh, does she have a stand? We don't know. We don't know. And when you saw her, she was like, what's happening to me? Like, even then, I was like, wow, like she was protecting her even back then. And I liked how we didn't see it yet. We just saw an imprint as if like something's there. I mean, she had she hadn't fully come to terms with it yet. It was there, but she didn't fully understand what was happening to her. And I felt that was a realistic response. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel with a lot of those mm-hmm. the stands, they're like, oh yeah, we understand. All right, cool. Like with with, with Trish, she was born like that. Like, everyone else kind of got initiated with stands, you know, everything what have you. Whereas Trish, she was born like that, not knowing her dad. So it was a real response in the beginning. And that's why with she was the only person who could save everyone in that airplane. And that's why I like when we finally saw her standing, like, hey girl, you know, ready to use me yet? I'm just chilling, you know, but you kinda in danger. So, you know, <laughs> let's do something about that. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love how you put it that way. Cause that's pretty much how she came off. Right? Sounded rude, but yeah, that's exactly what she said. Turn things off. I like to ask my guests, um, if you had to make up your own stand, what would the name be and what ability would you have? Mm, that is so hard. <laughs> that is so hard because that's a question I think about every single day. If it's not at least once a week, like I'm just like, what the hell would my stand be? I, I still don't know. I still don't know, but... I would, you know what? I think one one of my fans, her name is Kaze. She kind of told me that I would be, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of like like I'll stay hidden, and um, I can't remember the word for it right now. But I'll tell you off camera. I'll let you know when I remember. But mm-hmm. um, I I just get back to you on that, guys. I I'm I'm so sorry. No. But, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm like I'm. I feel like I should have prepared myself. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck my shit. No, you're kidding. Because I kind of, for my JoJo stands, I'm like, I say that, but then for like people who aren't familiar with it, I'd be like, oh, like if you had like, I guess like a superhero ability, like what would it be and what like um, name would you have it if that helps kind of put the pressure off? Because, you know, the stands go crazy in JoJo. So I guess it's like, you know, if you had a superpower, you know, what would, you know, it be? And then I guess what, what would you name it? What would your superhero name be? Yeah. Um, so, okay. Okay. So I would say one thing I know for a fact 
And even though it sounds cliche and, oh my God, the whole world's already used to time ability stand users, especially when it comes to the antagonist, I would say I would definitely want to be able to have some kind of control over time because time is all we got and we got to spend our time wisely on, yeah. on this earth. And, um, but you see me, I think I would use my time ability for good use where I would like, I guess, go back in past to like fix shit for people, like, and just be a helper. And it'd be like, oh man, like I wish it, but, and then, and then if I was to do that, go back in time and help people achieve this or whatever, or change things around, I kind of wouldn't want it to alternate the future. Like, I, I will hope if anything, things could still stay the same, even though I change your past. So kind of like how um, Umbrella Academy, how they kind of have um, the little society where they kind of make sure time is okay. We kind of like, you know, in pocket time, they kind of like regulate it. So that's kind of be like your job, I guess. Like, you know, like you would go back and make sure like pockets of time are, you know, are like balanced, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I can check out Umbrella Academy, actually. I love I love Umbrella Academy. If you guys want to check out our podcast, I reviewed it. Um, go check it out. Shout out to Anime Lately Podcast. The homie Legendy Bash came through and reviewed that. I, I love that. I love that series. Um, but thank you for joining me today. Um, this podcast episode Phil JoJo. I feel like I haven't really had like a JoJo episode yet, so I'm glad that I was with like a JoJo fanatic too. Um. <laughs> So once again, thank you for having me here. It's such an honor. Like I said, I haven't, the only person I really spoke about JoJo on a podcast to is really um, for Neverworld. You know, I was, I was a guest appearance on one of his podcasts and we briefly talked about JoJo, but not for that long, but still. So for us, me and you, like we fleshed it out. Like it was a full fledged combo. We hold nothing back. And that's what the fuck I love about you spicy lady all right oh, thank ask. you no i i when this first of all shout out to um our girl uh wellness for even you know getting us together with the uh the fitness yeah. the five minute fitness that was so much fun but when i saw that she put us together and she was like oh makes sense Joe throw julie i was like she like JoJo too, like, and how like the first like two minutes of our live, we were just talking about JoJo, not even doing the exercise. I was like, girl, I gotta do the podcast because this is this is too much. <laughs> this is too juicy. Like, right, right, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, you took it back. Yeah, that's how we did it. Yeah, we'll talk with wellness. Yeah, I'm so glad yes. that you put us together. I'm glad we met that way. And look at us now. Like, no, trust me, definitely have me back here. Yes, girl. Um, so this is this is your time to plug all of your stuff. Let listeners know where they can find you out, what you do, any projects you got coming up. Just spill all your tea right here. <laughs> okay, guys. So as you already know, I'm on YouTube. My name is Shamasan Reacts. I'm also on Facebook, Shamasan Reacts. IG, same thing, Shamasan Reacts. And Twitter is at Shamasan R. Now, um, some upcoming projects I am working on is um, I'm getting into uh, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, that anime. That's a new series I'm bringing on to my channel real soon. I just put up uh, the first two episodes on Patreon. So, like, yeah, I heard amazing things about it. So, if you guys if you guys saw it and it's one of your favorite animes, uh, definitely tune in, <laughs> I guess, and check me out uh, when it comes out on YouTube or even on Patreon if y'all want to. And um, 
that's about it. Yeah. And I'm enjoying you, Yohaka show. And yeah, Jojo to the day I die. Jojo greatness. Jojo stands forever. Listen, Jojo for life. All right. And yeah. once you leave, once you join this fandom, you're never going to get the fuck out. You never do. Girl, um, I'm getting Jolene's tattoo. I'm, I'm you're getting, getting Jolene. Yes, I am. I'm saving up. I'm getting. Um, I originally wanted her birthmark, the star. Um, so I, I I may get that first. That's like a test run, but your girl is definitely getting the the butterfly dagger. Oh definitely. yes, you got to get that. It would make sense because you're you're so. Jo- Listen, do we do we need any further explanation? We it's pretty the- much said it on this podcast, like why Jolene is best JoJo. Honestly, literally, no shit. and it makes perfect sense. Like. No, that butterfly tattoo is going to look so dope on you, bitch. Oh, my God. Like, I, and it's going to hurt, but it's okay because, you know, it's, I'm going to think about Jolene the whole time. Like, Jolene wouldn't be crying, bitch. She didn't cry because she got She was 15, 16. So she... <laughs> I was just about to say, be tough it out. Tough it out with Jolene. She set herself on fire. Period. 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 See you. See you. You match my energy too much. We gonna we gonna get in trouble. I can't. You and um my girl. Uh, uh, what's it? Oh crap! I'm about to draw a blank. Laura, uh, she gonna kill uh, me. Uh, hold on. Is she from know. Black Ramen? Black Ramen. Yes, my girl from Black Ramen. Talk about Patty. Yes, Patty. Oh, yes, girl. She. Talk about Patty. Girl, when we talked about DC, that was my... We talked about DC for a good two hours, about freaking Superman to the whole movie. that came, bro, That's my girl. I was like, oh, yes. I You love to see. I love when we when we can when we be talking spicy <laughs> like that. Like, you don't be hearing nobody do that. So I was like, yes, you can get us in trouble. It's going to be four hours long. But, um, <laughs> but thank you for joining again, girl. I definitely will have you back on the podcast. Hopefully with part six uh freaking comes and you know maybe we could collab with something and do some little something something because uh oh. i will be i i will be reacting to that you best believe it uh that oh, yeah. that will be <laughs> oh, i yeah. will be taking off for work from that one because <laughs> there's no ifs or buts like what the fuck like bitch you're gonna be on the first episode that's it that's literally it. Let's plan it now plan it now no let's react to the first freaking episode together yes. when it comes out. we should do that how how are we gonna do that? Are we gonna work it on here? Yeah, like either here or Zoom. Like I know we can do that here on Zoom or here or something like that. Cause like I think you can share your screen. So girl, we can yeah. we can do that, girl. That will be. I, I got my wig. Hopefully you have your wig by then too. Y'all heard this first on Spice Lady. We, we gonna we gonna be <laughs> co-reacting because. <laughs> With both of us wearing Jolie cosplays. Yo. Literally, oh. literally. Yes, yo. Yes. Bye. Okay. So it's set, y'all. So y'all. So that's the Amethyst podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I remember to follow my homegirl her on all of her social medias that she just announced. Um, and go watch her latest um part six live reaction videos on YouTube. She just finished it like a week or two ago. Um, literally go go support. And don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Spice Lady Entertainment for all of your um entertaining me needs and on twitter spice lady ent and follows on twitch at spice lady gaming the gaming channel is coming back y'all we're not only doing live reactions i will be adding new games to line up um so i'm trying to get streets of rage for i'm trying to get um the marvel's avengers game because i heard some average you know comments about that that i want to experience for myself so new games are coming so you know that will be coming soon 
And um, follow us on YouTube, Specialty Talks, where um, I will be getting back up to date with the live reaction with God of High School and Fire Force. I know I've been behind, but, you know, y'all say y'all wanted them, so I'm going to keep at them. And um, <laughs> also follow us on our podcast, Specialty Talks, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And remember, guys, to always stay spicy, and I'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace. Bye.